Welcome everyone to a new episode of Incognito. Incognito is where we talk about the darkest secret, the intimacy killer, and the way to freedom. If you have uh, listened to our first two episodes, we were talking about Fisher, his story, and we kind of reflect on it, and we talked about, you know, sin and God, and we basically reflected on other things of society and how um, it affects, it affected Fisher and his story and still affects him. Today we want to take a, we're not going to be talking about a testimonial. Today we're, it's a very informative episode. We're going to be basically talking about what the brain, what porn does to the brain. Yeah, this is really interesting stuff. Yeah, so it's going to be, get ready for a very uh, informative scientific episode. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're talking about why we thought this is important and why we put it in the beginning of, you know, our launch and it's like um, in the very beginning of our uh, episodes is that if you understand how porn affects your brain, it will help you so much to get off of porn. The more you know. Exactly. The more basically know your enemy. Know your enemy. Know your enemy and you'll be able to defeat them. That's it. It's that simple. So just a little background. Why haven't we heard about porn addiction so much in the 60s and the 70s when there's still just it was just magazines it was pictures it wasn't you know uh porn movies and films and they are stimulating the 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 pictures the magazines but then with the movies that's what we call super super stimulus for two reasons the endless novelty and how anyone who's watching porn will escalate and start watching things that he thought when they when they watched it in the very beginning is that oh this is disgusting I'm never gonna watch that but they end up watching it whatever any type of um, sex it might be I mean Rami did list some of them on the first episode right um, and also you know if you if you just kind of go back to the whole 60s thing when and, and, and I mean you know pornography and idea of stimulating sexual images has always been around for decades but but you know in this in you know 50s 60s that's when it really started to become okay this is like a a new industry about billions and billions exactly. over the years and actually society started to use sex symbols in order to sell products you know show trailers for movies uh, really, really good music, uh, you know, quote-unquote good music in clubs yeah. and stuff like that. Even Pepsi commercials, uh, as simple as that. They started using sex as a symbol to sell. Sex sells, you. I'm sure we've heard that before. It's It made that transition because at, at the beginning, in the 50s, 40s, 20s, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, men were covered up, women were ideal in yes. commercials and stuff like that, and we've moved to sex sells. So at some point, we didn't appreciate it as a society, and then we loved it, and we couldn't get enough of it, and now it's everywhere. I guarantee you right now, anybody that has uh, Instagram, you open up Instagram, probably within the next 15, 10, maybe even less posts that you see, something will be either revealing, provocative, sexual, something like that. Yeah. doesn't have to be necessarily someone you follow, but it maybe it's an ad or something like this is this is we've come to this point right now, yes. and that's you know you know we've we've we got hooked on it for a reason, and this is yeah. what we're gonna talk about today, yeah, yeah, we got hooked on it because it's a super stimulus. Yep. you keep going back because you want more, and the addictive personality here here's a thought in the medical field, okay, is that proven not really? But this is something out in the medical field. Is that addictive personality is a is a prerequisite 
for some things like right. alcohol like nicotine like cocaine any of those stuff right you have to you have to be more prone to get addicted exactly. to something but in porn mm -hmm. even if when people agree with that again we're not saying if we agree or disagree that's not the point but even if people who disagree or agree with that they say that addictive personality is not a prerequisite for porn addiction right you don't and have to have that type of personality for you to get hooked on pornography and the, and the proof to that is if you see anyone who got off porn they return back to their normal self right away right away so like i said all this we're saying is that you when you understand your enemy you'll be able to defeat it and so you know you don't have to be addicted to anything at all you could be drug free alcohol free everything free but you can, we can easily get hooked on porn. But the good news is, yep. once you leave it, okay. you go back to your normal self. Right. It's not like you go through a very long process of rehab or anything like no. that. Obviously, it depends on how deep that person is in the addictive it, like, if uh, it, steps. If, you, if it destroyed your, if you, someone got to the level where financials, you know, relationships mm -hmm. are broken, stuff like that, mm -hmm. that's different. That's just a consequence of yep. hooked on it. But physically speaking, you don't have to rehabilitate yourself with medications and do any of that. Yes. There's, there's no path, you know? There's no physical change, but definitely it overstimulates and it changes your brain. And that's what's behind the cravings, right? So it keeps coming even when you want to quit. That's because there happen enough changes in your brain that wants you to get back, right? Again, why is porn addictive? From a scientific point of view, our brains were never created to adapt to that kind of stimulation that's simply what it is so for example and by the way that's why like people a lot of computers um they take over the role of man in the job in the in the market just the job market why because yeah the the man brain can't keep going um that far that fast that wasn't just how we were created i mean look at it from that perspective let's let's talk about food Okay, and the food and sex are very related. Now we're gonna be talking more about that throughout the episode. That's gonna make more sense. But if you look at any hunters, I'm not talking about the pictures or the cartoons and all that stuff, but look at it on like the cravings on the wall, the history, all that. You will rarely, if even you will, find a fat hunter gatherer. When right now, 70% of Americans are overweight. 70%. But many, many, many years ago, barely that you can see someone who is overweight. Yeah, overweight, what that, what's that like? Yeah, exactly, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, like, they don't have that. The, the only reason, not the only reason, but, like, simply explain that correlation, or causation, actually, not correlation, is that um, those hunters, they go out to bring food. Right. Food was very natural. There is no high-calorie food. There is no processed food. Right now, high-calorie is what your brain wants. And when you have it, you binge it. Right. You want to get as much as you can so that you never know what's going to happen later on. I mean, come on. McDonald's is always going to be there. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, I, right. And this message is to me personally. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of McDonald's. Right, he's yeah. talking to himself in yeah, this yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, gotta gotta give that you know encouragement, motivational pump. But right, right, right. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, so that's the it. Like that's that's simply what your brain is doing. Your brain is like, oh, let me let me just eat as much as I can from the high calorie. Right. Let me eat so much chocolate because I never know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Oh, what's gonna happen tomorrow is gonna wake up and chocolate's still there. Right. But yeah. that's not what our brains are thinking. Yeah, that's that's kind of a, like it's kind of a you can call it a, like a human. We didn't evolve that much like as a as a as a human species. You know, even in our early times, you know, I'm talking about Adam and Eve times, yeah. you know, food was not processed. There was no factories. There was no, you know, put a whole bunch of meat in a grinder, pull it out, make a hot dog or make a sausage or yeah. make a bologna sandwich or whatever it is. Yeah. No, there was none of that. There was, okay, I'm going to find food when I find food. When we started eating meat eventually, because, you know, we were a lot of, we were herbivores yeah. at a lot exactly. of times. We started eating meat. You know, it was about hunting at that point. So there was times where we didn't hunt at all because there was nothing to hunt and all that you know, we exerted so much activity, we burned so many calories, and when we finally did eat, it was just for protein and survival purposes. Mm-hmm. Through the years, up to this point, 2020, now we don't, we, we, we eat differently. You eat whenever you want. You know, if you want to eat at 3 a.m., you can. You want to eat at 2 a.m., you can. You want to eat 7 p.m., you can. You can say to yourself, I want to have three big meals, I want to have five small meals. You can easily make that uh, decision for yourself. We yeah. didn't have that before. So, but we didn't evolve with that, right? So we still have this idea of I gotta find the next meal because I don't know when else I'm gonna eat. Mm-hmm. We say that to ourselves a lot. Oh, I'm at lunch at my work, at my job is 12 o'clock. If I don't eat now, I don't know when the time I'm gonna eat. No, you're, you're probably gonna eat whenever you want. You're not gonna die. Um, obviously, you know, I understand that in the world that still happens today, there's a lot of people who struggle from famine and struggle from poverty, stuff like that, and they really don't know when they're gonna eat. But we're talking in general as a society. Yes. Good point. You know, just want to make that distinction. But, you know, uh, as humans, we didn't involve with that. We didn't we don't have that idea that says, oh, you know what? I'll be fine. I, even if I skip this meal, I'll, I'll probably we didn't eat today. Me and you, we, 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 we woke yeah. up, we came here and we didn't we didn't have anything to eat yet. But yeah. I'm not really that much worried about it. But in my head, my hunger is like, oh, dude, you got to you got to find something to eat or else we're going to yeah. die. <laughs> Which is not true. At it's all, not true. Yeah. But this is how we're programming. That's the whole point. That's what we're trying to get to. That we have certain programming, subconscious programming. So, yeah. And it, it's the same what you were saying, like with, um, you know, procreation, you know, uh, having babies is, you know, in the old days, they don't meet a lot of women. But it, right now, nowadays in porn, you're, quote unquote, meeting a lot of women more than your ancestors will ever meet in their many lifetimes, not just one. And that's what gives you that, like, that's such a heavy use. And this is not what, the, again, what the brain, when God created it, that was not the intention of how the brain should be used. It's absolutely unnatural to watch that exactly, much pornography. Exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's pretty much like, that's, that's why I wanted to mention the food example. Right. With the high-calorie food, the same idea of, you know, high amount of uh, meeting, uh, again, meeting, seeing them on the screens, you're not really meeting them, but uh, women in in porn. So, you know, um, back to what I was saying before, it's, so, you know, consuming this part of pornography, it has something, it affects us in some way, it's called the Coolidge effect. What's the full Coolidge effect? It's a subconscious programming, right? It's it's something that we have inside of us that it's because of this abuse, by the way, you know? Porn, pornography consumption, it causes an abuse in our brains. And because it's unnatural for us to watch this much content, right? Um, and and for each person is different. You know, a lot of pornography, you know, they call it hardcore pornography, there's softcore pornography. Not to say that one is better than the other, but it's different type of consumption. And a lot of us, 
you know, increase our content and our consumption of us, our cons consumption of this through time. So we go from soft images and then we go to like movies and then we go to some scenes and now we go to full blown hardcore pornography, you know, and a lot of vicious, aggressive content. Why do we keep going up this ladder, right? And, and that happens a lot. Like, you know, you watch a little bit of picture, a lot of, like Fisher's story. If you go back to Fisher's story for a little bit, um, I'm sure a lot of you remember it from last couple episodes. It's, you know, he, he it started from just with his friends at school talking about what sex means and stuff like that to, you know what, I can't even look at a woman without thinking of sex. That type of escalation, it's not because, you know, genitals that this is not uh, this is what genitals produce no this is something in our brain what's the coolidge effect the coolidge effect is this escalation that i'm talking about it's this exponential way of consuming porn and and how much you get excited about it they did an experiment where they had a rat put in a cage and they would put a mate for that rat right and what would happen is the rat would mate with the female rat and they would constantly mate with it, right? It would constantly give it a lot of attention. It would be really excited. It would squeak all over the place until it would fall asleep because it's so exhausted. And over time, it loses interest in that rat, in the female rat, in its partner. It would lose interest to the point where it would let go of its partner completely. It's not even paying attention to it at all. So what they decided to do is to take out the first partner and put it with a second one. What happened is it's crazy. What happened next is crazy. The rat gets excited all over again as if it's never as if it didn't just spend hours and hours and hours with a partner maybe even days now it would go to that second partner and start the whole process all over again and then it would eventually fall asleep out of exhaustion right because it spent so much time mating and giving all its attention all of its energy all of its feelings towards that second partner and then it would fall asleep and just lose all of its energy and it's kept doing this they kept doing this over and over third partner, fourth partner, fifth partner, sixth partner. They kept doing this over and over and over again. And every time the first initial rat, the male rat, would re-energize itself because it has a new partner. And that's what we do. If you think about it, you watch one video, right? Anybody out there struggling with porn, anybody that you know knows exactly what it is to keep going from video to actress to different, you know, porn actor to porn star, whatever, whatever the terms is that we want to use here. They go from one video to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, because one video isn't enough. I know uh, if anybody out there is a basketball fan, there is a basketball player named Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom struggled with a lot of addictions in his life, cocaine addiction, sex addiction, porn addiction, but he's been recently being a spokesperson for Covenant Eyes. If anybody out there knows what Covenant Eyes is, it's a program to uh, be free from porn. Every, I encourage everybody to check it out. It's very, very beneficial. We'll put up the links and everything. He's a spokesperson for Covenant Eyes, and he's kind of a rehabilitated addictive addict from a lot of different things and he talks about porn and he says that before he goes out to a game before he goes out to a game from a hotel room let's say he, he he used to play for the los angeles lakers let's say he's sitting in miami trying to play for the miami heat against the miami heat he would be sitting in his hotel and he wouldn't go out uh, until the time for the game sometimes he would even be late because he can't stop watching different videos of porn He's not moving on. He keeps watching the next video and the next video. And then here's a movie and here's a scene. And I thought about this scene a while back. And let me get this back here and here. He kept doing this over and over again until he'd look up. And, you know, it's half past the game time and he has to get off for before tip-off. He would even sacrifice his real responsibilities. And, and the rat in the Coolidge Effect experiment did the same thing. It wouldn't touch food. It wouldn't touch anything. It wouldn't even drink water because you kept putting all these different mates in front of it. So... The reason why we have this, why the reason why our body does this is because the purpose of mating for us is to procreate. 
right? There's obviously spiritual things that it's involved with it, but we're just talking here sub with the brain. It's a subconscious program that our brain kind of does. Our brain needs more novelty and change to be able to keep watching just like the animals, just like the rat. That's why you'll see yourself watching types, watching different types of sex that you never thought you would be watching because you, you have to keep getting more and more excited. You can't move on from one video to the other. The first video may be a soft core. The one is a little bit more aggressive. And then the next one is more aggressive until you get to the point where you're pretty much just watching two people fighting. <laughs> you know, it becomes really ridiculous. And um, this is what the Coolidge effect is in a nutshell. It's declining interest in the present sexual partner than being renewed in a new partner. Right. It's and it's equally present in males and females. It's not just with male rats or no, this works all across the board. And this is why we got hooked on porn. The rational part of our brain that makes us, you know, this is this is this is how our brain operates on a subconscious level. Yeah. But like and, and that's it's the rational part of our brain, which is the cerebral cortex. And we'll like say it in a minute. Right. This is like what you said, like the declining interest of a present sexual partner. Right. I mean, why doesn't someone go out and be like, all right, you know what, let me let me cheat on my partner. Right. What doesn't make them do that? It's the rational, because that's what thinks of consequences, thinks of the logical results and, and end of... What, right, I'm not, not going to cheat on my partner, but it's really harmless. I'm just going to do this to myself in, 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 in the room. Exactly. And, and, you know, and that's what a lot of people say, actually. They say, well, what's wrong with watching porn? It's, I do it to myself. It's not really something that I do with anybody else. I don't hurt anybody. But no, you're actually abusing a lot of things in yeah. your brain. Actually, sometimes it gets into other things in your life. They didn't experiment with monkeys. You know, monkeys are the closest thing to humans. So when they, you know, and rats too, actually, they're 90%. Uh, d uh, go there ahead. is a reason why they, uh, they, here's, here's the thing before we move any forward so that no one is confused. Right. Some people will tell me, okay, you know what, um, we're humans, we're not animals. Right, yeah. And on top of that, we're Christians. And there is mm -hmm. that, you know, spiritual aspect and controlling yourself and all that. The whole thing is this is why the cerebral cortex, which is the rational part, is much bigger in our brain than those animals. We discuss those animals and they study them to help us humans because their limbic system which is what we've been talking about, you know, the, the urges and, and all that, like um, the Coolidge effect, what it comes from. It comes from the limbic system and the limbic system. Or rather, it happens in the limbic system. Yeah, the limbic system is same size, same functions right. in all mammals. Right. It's the same. That's why when you study monkeys, rats, or even cheap rams, yeah. you can pretty much guess that the same thing happens in humans. Yes. And what they did with monkeys is that they would have a monkey showed them videos of female bottoms, right? That's what a monkey urges and that's what they like to see. And the monkey would be very happy. So they started giving monkey sweet juice, right? This monkey likes, monkeys like to eat a lot of sweet that's things. That's why they like bananas and stuff. Yeah. The, exactly, they, they like a lot of sweet food, uh, very much like humans, right? They don't like some stuff bitter. So they gave them sweet juice and then the monkeys, they, they taught them that you can see if you let go of your sweet juice as a currency, you'll be able to get a lot of videos of female monkeys. And the monkey started eventually, because of the Coolidge effect, because of how many times they need to, you know, subconsciously stimulate themselves uh, or, or, you know, their brains, really. They started using their sweet juice uh, as a form of currency. So instead of eating it or drinking it, they would give it in order to watch more videos. That sounds very human-like to me. A lot of times we spend money on porn. 
for quote unquote premium content, right? You go to a specific website, you make an account, you start to subscribe to that website so you can get all the latest videos, latest actors, newest actors, better quality, better sounds, uh, and, and you know, better quote unquote features of how you want to watch uh, because it's not enough to just look at one video. It's not enough to look at one movie. It's not even enough to spend time with your partner. It's I have to get more and more and I'll spend a lot of my money. I'll even come home early from work. I'll even leave late home when I have an appointment. I'll leave it later because I got to watch some stuff like that Lamar Odom example. And that's what in our limbic system or any mammal brain, it, that's, it's, all about, it's all about, you know, moving on and getting more stimulus, more excitement. And that's, that's the idea of how we got hooked on porn. Yeah. I mean, so let's, let's put it into perspective and in a, very, in a nutshell. Okay, the limbic system job is very specific. Right. And in one word, this is survival. Okay, it basically gather all the emotions, mm-hmm. fear, joy, anger, etc. It is the seat of oral desires. Okay, and the, and drives. And when I say drive, I mean like something like hunger. We talked about food, mating. Um, so technically, the libido isn't really in in the genitals. It's in the brain. Yes. But again, when God created that, there is one intention to it. Right. That's what gets you out there to procreate. Now, what you use to stimulate it and how heavy you use those stimulus, that's often. up and how often, this is up to us. But God put it there. How to control it, that's our next point. It's right. the cerebral cortex, which is the rational part of the brain. That's the logical brain. That's not the emotional that's the planning, that's the thinking, it basically understands the consequences of your action. So let's say take the food, for example, okay? I'm on a diet. My brain is telling me there is some nice, good-looking ice cream right in front of me. My limbic system is telling me, go get it. My cerebral cortex is telling me, nah, you're on a diet, and you want to be healthier, and you can't eat it. Right. That's what your brain is going through, and that's when you don't eat it. Same thing with sex or porn, you know, be like, yeah, there is a nice, you know, that it seems like a good looking person video or person from the outside. Right. And you want to you want to jump into it and watch this movie or do something, whatever the trigger might be. Your cerebral cortex is what tells you, no, 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 no. If you go there, once you're done, you'll be very empty. You'll feel depressed. You'll feel guilty. You're you're not going to look good. You're not going to feel good. Yeah, you'll feel good for a moment. But then after that, it leaves you with a lot of bad consequences. That's what the cerebral cortex does. So why are we discussing the limbic system to begin with? And simply, it's the chemical balance in our limbic system that will change how we view the world, how our mood is. So if those chemicals are in good balance, so is our decision making. What a lot of people get, like, you know, the people that have bipolar disorder and they have really a lot of mood swings. Go. It's a mix up in your chemicals. There's there's a chemical imbalance in your limbic system. So, you know, and a lot of people take medication mm-hmm. to balance their chemicals. And that's, you know, that's the type of medication that a person diagnosed with bipolar disorder would take. So yeah. that's 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 what porn affects. And that's what we're trying to get at. It's mm-hmm. that severe mm-hmm. that it will it will have a chemical imbalance when you abuse it because it's unnatural. And like we said, the limbic system is all about survival. Survival, if we put it in two things, it will be avoid pain and repeat the pleasure. Yep. So survival is based on the idea, hot stove is bad. 
Don't touch it again. Ice cream, good. Have it again. Hanging out with friends, good. That's fun. Let's getting, do it. Getting close to a snake, bad. It'll bite you. And then what we say? We watch porn and we say porn. Oh, that's good. good. We gotta get do. We, let's come. do more of that. Now, now, that's addiction. Yeah. If anything, let's get more of that. You see how far can yeah. we go? And you, you keep going and going and going. You see how how it went here? You see how yeah. I went about it? And that's that's exactly it. With that, we conclude our episode, and I thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, please check us out on the links below for the website, for the social media platforms, and for all the resources that we used for this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe, and turn on the notifications. That way you get notified every time we drop a video. And follow us on SoundCloud, like the video or the playlist or the audio track, repost it, because you never know who needs to hear this message. And like we always do, I'll leave you with the thought that the ultimate way to freedom is to ask God for help. Because as he promised, when we seek him, he helps. And he heals. I'll see you all next time. Talk to all of you all next time. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.